Welcome to Board Game Binge, the place where we bring you bite-sized, bingeable board game content across the industry. I'm your host, James Staley, and in this episode, we're chatting with Antonios and Vangelis from Titotum Game Studios. They're both game designers and have been developing the first hit, Age of Rome, for the past two years. Age of Rome is in its final 48 hours on Kickstarter. It is just doing crazy numbers, and we're going to talk about it on today's podcast. Gentlemen, welcome to The Binge. How are you doing? Hello, James. We're fine. Hello, James. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you very much. It is great to have you. I know we uh, we, we pulled this together at the last minute, um, but man, when I saw this game, oh, I just got excited. It looks so, so cool. We're going to get into that in a moment, but as people know, I love to get into the stories of the people behind the games. So Antonio, let's uh, start off with you. How did you get into this industry? What, you know, When did you start start gaming? Well, okay, my... My first experience with board games was when my mother bought me one for Christmas. I was about four or five years old. Oh, wow. Of course, I couldn't play it. I just opened the box and I, I, I messed with all the pieces. And when she woke up, she saw all the, those and she never bought me a board game again. But that was kind of a trauma. So when I grew up, I started buying board games myself. And uh, I'm, let's say, a board game maniac. I like to play board games. I play maybe one or two times a week. Oh, wow. And uh, I always had had a, a seed in my mind, uh, a, a thought in the, mm. in, back of, in the back of my head. Uh, I wanted to, to create something, to, to, to make a game... Uh, out of all this experience I had playing board games. Oh, cool. And that's how um, the story started. Uh, of course, Vagelis contrib- contributed in that also. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to say, Vagelis, how the story goes on that? Yes. Um, I was starting, first of all, I was starting to play also board games when I was a little child. Uh, and um, uh, with my friends and all of that. But after I met Andonis, we're friends, let's say, about 25 years, maybe more. Uh-huh. Yes. Friends from college. From college. That's cool. Uh, then uh, we have um, started to play, let's say, board games every day, something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know how college is. Uh, not much of a reading, not much of... Uh, of, of anything so we started this hobby and we did it uh, not only occasionally but it was a daily routine for us oh, that's cool. so, so uh, after that uh, we had uh, small ideas in our head uh, to to make some let's say riddles or uh, stuff like that and mm. uh, as time passed we, we came, uh, let's say, two years before that it was uh, the right time to start and uh, develop a board game. That's awesome. What do you guys do, like, outside of gaming? Like, what are, you, what are your day jobs? What do you guys do? Yes. Uh, we have studied uh, computer science. Oh, okay. So uh, we are now... Uh, Working in the same company. In the same company. Our office are, let's say, two meters. 
I, I am seeing this guy all day, <laughs> not only in the morning in our daily jobs, but in the afternoon and in the nights working uh, Age of Rome. Sometimes we dream each other. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay because he's, he's a really cool guy. So uh, I'm lucky uh, to have him as a friend. Uh, but we are doing, uh, uh, to, to get back to your question, James, yeah. uh, we are um, uh, IT, in IT services. So we okay. help other people making uh, their company uh, flow and uh, work uh, uh, in the best way it can. Mm -hmm. Yes, we're in the in different um, departments. Uh, yeah, departments. Yes, I'm on support and honest. Yeah, I'm on the customer support, more or less, uh, helping people with their needs, and Vagelis he's more in the in the technical department. Let's say. Gotcha. Uh, so a lot of math there, a lot of <laughs> uh, stuff to to know about. Uh, uh, logistics about um, uh, sales, about pre-selling, all, all of those stuff. So we we try to to, to take this knowledge and um, how how did this started? Let me say, well, we got the chance, and it will sound strange, but uh, it was the COVID era that uh, gave us the push. Uh, closed in our homes, we said, hey, why don't, because we are uh, also neighbors with Vangelis. Mm. And uh, so it was easier for us to uh, communicate, communicate in the yes. COVID era. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, we say, okay, what should we do? Uh, we're going to play a board game today. We're going to play a board game tomorrow. And then <laughs> it was about uh, three months here in Greece. We had a, a, we were in quarantine. We couldn't uh, get out of our homes. Yeah. So um, after uh, a lot of uh, talks about how we're going to use our free, free time, we couldn't go out, we couldn't have a coffee or, or uh, a walk on the park or something. Or walk yeah. on the park or something, yeah. So we, we came up with this uh, crazy idea at the beginning. We said, hey, you know, I told Vagelis this, Kickstarter. Uh, would you like to to try and make something? It seems like a cool platform. It's going to to help us to. And I have said something. What is Kickstarter? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> because James, yeah, we have to say that here in Greece, uh, it's really strange not only to create a board game, but yeah. to talk to people about Kickstarter. Uh, I don't know if, let's say, we are kind of. Uh, some years back, we were not, um, not we're not familiar with those platforms here in Greece. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I wanted to say. Yeah. So it was very difficult, to even explain to our, our closest people that we are going to to a site to a platform that will uh, that people will give us money to create this idea to to make this mm. dream possible. Uh, That's interesting because a huge step, huge step for us, huge step. When you when you think about this Kickstarter platform, um, I think most people approach it almost the opposite, right? So here in Canada, where I'm located, or if I have a colleague in the states doing their Kickstarter campaign, typically you're pulling from your immediate community first, right, and then hopefully mm -hmm. uh, pulling from the global audience. And it sounds like for you guys because the awareness of this platform was not high uh, in your immediate circle, 
it's almost the opposite. You have to generate the awareness on the global scale first, and then hopefully bring in kind of your, your, your closer community. Is that, is that fair? That's true. Yeah. Because uh, I believe Kickstarter started uh, uh, to work legally here in Greece in uh, the last two years or maybe three, I'm not sure. And if you will see our numbers also in the community, uh, we have something like 60 or 70 people from Greece, Greece. supporting us right now. It's something like 1% from our bikers, something like that. <laughs> it's a really small number uh, if you compare it with uh, campaigns that run uh, from Spain or from Italy or from yeah. uh, Germany. Yes, from Germany, yeah. But that's because people don't really know yet about Kickstarter. Yeah. It will sound strange to you, but uh, already uh, two or three people here in uh, in Greece have reached us because they have seen our campaign and how successful it is going, and they want to to learn about the details, how to to make a also a project in Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. So it's a uh, it's kind of a work in progress here, Kickstarter in Greece. Oh, that's Still. crazy. And then, did you find you know COVID is obviously what brought you know, the two of you to get, I mean, friends for, you know, over 20 some odd years, but having COVID where is saying, okay, now, you know, we're kind of stuck in our homes. We have to find something else to add. A lot of the people I talk to, especially people who are already in IT or in any kind of like tech industry, often what they say to me is, you know, I needed, I need a break from the computer and I need mm -hmm. to get more tactile, right? Get, you know, use more of my hands and get more kind of analog, so to speak. Was that part of it for you guys as well? Uh, not exactly, uh, because <laughs> let's say uh, we, we were together all, um, on the afternoon because we were uh, trying to work. Um, let's say Andonis, uh, help me with the word. Sorry about my English. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to, uh, I just, uh, it came to my head right now. I, we have to, to tell James also that uh, we have a, a history with art. Uh, mm, we, that... ha we have been uh, creating some magazines. Oh, cool. Uh, we have been writing some stories, short stories, you know, like uh, small fairy tales or, uh, okay, a small, a small story about a man walking and... Uh, happening some strange things. <laughs> We're to... liking comics also, if you can see. Yeah, so yeah. it was more of, of a need to get in touch with art and with creation mm. because uh, in our jobs, we don't have that, to tell you the truth. It's, it's, uh, a... it's more numbers. Yes, numbers and computers or something like that. <laughs> Doing, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's really cool to help other people. I really enjoy it. Uh, I really enjoy when people call me and tell me, Ant Antonis, please help me. I have this problem. Uh, yeah, I hear what he's saying, which is that, um, you know, that creative part, right? And I often, when I'm talking to, um, to, to people who've created a game, you know, that element of just having an output, you know, for their creativity is, is yes, so key now understand the question. and so core to what, you know, what they're trying to do. Right. So, um, you know, it sounds like this was a, a big part of what you guys did. Can you tell me, uh, Vangelis, um, the idea of Rome, 
is this something yes. that you guys had been interested in and had talked about for a while or is um this what, uh, what was happened yes first we've got uh, the idea of the main mechanism mm -hmm. of the rotating board then we, we have tried to figure a theme about that uh, as we, we were making a theme uh, a fantastic it was um, uh, just uh, fantastic places and all that mm -hmm. uh, then all that was fit in the rome uh, empire Right. So we, we have said, okay, let's put uh, the game uh, in the era of Rome, but uh, not uh, because ma many games, many board games are in the same theme. Yeah. Uh, we wanted something that was um, a specific era, the, um, the murder of uh, Caesar in 44 BC. Yeah. Because in, in that era, uh, Rome uh, has lost uh, its stability, so yeah. many, many guys want to be the emperor, let's say like Antonius and uh, Gaius Octavius and uh, other uh, senators. Yeah. So, so uh, the, um, we have put our game in that uh, specific era. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have built our mechanisms in uh, in those uh, in those areas. And you know, there's a lot of Rome-themed games out there. And what Vangelis was saying was mm -hmm. is that you guys wanted to take that a step further and get a little more specific. And from what I've seen in your videos, you go really specific, right? So specifically, a year, yeah. right? So 44 BC, mm -hmm. Caesar's mm -hmm. been murdered. Um, Brutus Correct. and I think Cassius are on the run for anybody that knows uh, Roman history. Is it Brutus and Cassius? You are correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's correct. Yeah, the, they are the main conspirators. They have created all the conspiracy to uh, go and uh, murder Caesar. And at the time when they murder Caesar, the excuse they use to murder him is that he's a dictator, right? That he he's trying yeah, to... Yeah, that's right. If he wants to become a god a and he wants whatever, to... Right? Yeah. So yeah. then everyone's afraid, quite frankly, of at that time of saying, okay, I'm going to take over because they just saw the guy who tried to be dictator murdered. So they form what's mm -hmm. called this triumvirate where they have three kind of high ranking. Um, I think Octavio is one of the, is one of the, and there's two. Of course. And they decide they're going to rule Rome together as this triumvirate, as these three individuals, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not only because they, uh, they cannot take uh, Caesar's place, yeah but because they are afraid of each other also. Yeah. They don't know who's with the, uh, the conspirators and who is uh, loyal to Caesar. So it's a strategic move. It's uh, Antonius, uh, Marcus Antonius takes the, uh, let's say that decision to, to bring those uh, three men together, himself, Octa Gaius Octavius and Emilius Lepidus. Mm -hmm. And uh, they uh, join forces, they have uh, quite an army, the three of them, and they first want to bring back stability to Rome, to uh, because you know people uh, lo loved Caesar. They wanted to to make him a god. Yeah. They wanted to 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 to, uh, to worship him. Uh, they have offered him, I believe, two or three times to to become uh, a, their dictator, their uh, their. Um, uh, uh, 
like rule of Rome. Their only, their only ruler, yeah. because it was kind of a democracy uh, uh, those years. In uh, there was the Senate taking the the decisions. Yeah. Caesar was not actually um, uh, deciding alone the fate of uh, Rome. Yeah. Uh, so we we thought it would be. Uh, because it's that art uh, thing that I was talking about before I uh, lost my connection. <laughs> uh, we like art. So uh, uh, we have been reading uh, Shakespeare yeah. and there's the play there the, the, uh, about Caesar. Yeah. And uh, we thought that's really, that would be a really cool uh, beginning for the game. It will have a really a story to say, not only to, because you, you know, that there are some games you will start playing them and you see that the theme is not quite implemented in, inside the mechanics. Yeah. And we want it to be uh, like a, a unity, mm. the theme, along with the mechanics, along with the heroes, along with, with the philosophy of the game. We have find first the main mechanic and then we have put all the other mechanics uh, on on it about uh, the specific uh, uh, Roman uh, era. So let's talk about this game. Mm -hmm. So Age of Rome, you guys have uh, less, well, just over 48 hours left. So two days left, I think uh, about uh, 63 hours, it says on the page here. Uh, I'm going to put this in Canadian dollars because, quite frankly, that's all I can see on this side. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, the Canadian dollars, it's $153,000 you've raised on a, um, looks like a pledge of, or a, a, a base requirement of 26000 So you've absolutely smashed your goal. Uh, anytime anyone gets into six figures on a campaign, that is usually seen as a runaway success. So congratulations on that. Um, and on top, thank you very much. Yeah, and on top of that, when I first saw this game, I'm like, oh, that, that looks really cool. I want to talk to these guys. But then as I started really digging into the game and the mechanics of, of, of these pieces, then I, I started to realize this is really cool. Like it, you've done some really, really neat stuff in this game. It's obviously a combination of Many, many, many different games. So it's almost like someone took all their favorite game styles, <laughs> right? And and munched it together into their perfect game. And I'm sure that's kind of what you guys did because, oh man. So let, let's let's talk a little bit about, um, let, maybe you can explain, give an overview of how to play the game. I was actually surprised. This is one of the most meaty games I've seen that is described the quickest, if that makes sense. So you've got a video where they explain literally how to play the game in three and a half minutes for a yeah. game. That's quite complicated. Mm -hmm. I, I, that, that is a huge accomplishment, but can you, can you give the, the audience just kind of an overview of, you know, what this game is about, like how to play this game? Mm -hmm. uh, sure. Yeah. Um, well, it's a basically a worker placement game, but not like uh, the static worker placements. Uh, you have to create your places. So there's a first phase. Uh, game uh, is played in four phases in nine rounds. Every uh, round has four phases. Mm -hmm. So there's a first phase where you take an action. Uh, if you want to make a take that action to your opponents, uh, we call it scheme. Uh, it's related to the the uh, main sport in Rome, let's say the backstabbing, yeah, <laughs> because a good emperor always has to carry a dagger with him, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and uh, that's where a, an event also takes place. And this event is crucial uh, because not only gives a benefit to some players, but uh, 
gives the uh, points where the uh, board is going to rotate. And the turning order also. And the turning order, yeah. Uh, that's important because in the next round, you're not going to rule the uh, region you're ruling now. So you're gonna, if you are playing James on the uh, Africa region, mm -hmm. uh, you and the turning order is coming to me, I'm going to play to the Africa region on the next round. So I have to take an eye, what are you building there? What are you giving me? Is it something good for me or is it something bad? So that, that's the main idea of the rotating board, how you have to manage uh, every uh, aspect of the, uh, the region for to, to do something good to yourself or something bad to your opponents. Uh, so we go to the second phase after that. Uh, we go building, we take tiles uh, and we place them or we upgrade them. We have those transparent tiles that go on top of each other. Oh, they look so cool. Let me just hang on that for a second. So, uh, and I've got an image on the screen here for people to see. This is one of the things I thought was just really cool. So you, when you're placing this, you're kind of like building, but then when you upgrade, you have these acrylic tiles that the, the, the upgrade goes on top of the acrylic tile and it adds on to that element you're building. So you have this kind of a layering effect, which I thought was really clever the way you guys uh, kind of put that together. Yeah, we wanted, uh, when our illustrator, uh, Evan Scale, mm -hmm. has created the map, uh, it was one of the first things along with the, um, After the, box. the box cover. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we show the amazing art and the details that he have drawn. And we said that we couldn't just use cardboard to, co to cover the, that so, so magnificent uh, uh, work he made. So uh, it was like a, a, in one way uh, to go with the transparent tiles. Mm -hmm. And uh, after that, we have been working on that. And we said, we're going to build, not only put them and take one, because some people asked us, is it, uh, why don't I just pull out the uh, level one building and place the level two? Okay, you can do that. But uh, as you said, James, it's, I believe it's cooler to, to stack them and, to, to create a 3D effect like awesome. building a bigger building there. Upgrading. Reminds me a little bit of Canvas, the game Canvas, where you have yes. acrylic cards, right? Ah, yeah. And you're, with, with the transparent yeah. uh, Exactly, cards. and you're yeah. building your mm -hmm. painting, right? It's kind of, kind of a neat idea. Talk to me about how this voting works. So I've got the politics piece up here too. So mm -hmm. the control of the Senate, so, what, what's the relevance of that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the third phase where we're taking actions. One of the actions you can take, it's the political action. So we're, you are casting votes. Mm. There's a system there. It, uh, it was the Roman system of voting. It was uh, something that really existed. And uh, some of our, uh, even now, some of the political systems uh, uh, have some influence there in uh, the Roman era. Similarities, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So what we have done there is because we have started programming, <laughs> uh, we took the uh, first in, first out algorithm and we made it a kind of a, a, a fun way to, to play, to cast votes. Mm -hmm. So I'm placing my votes and uh, when the, uh, the height goes to a maximum level, that's five votes. When the sixth vote uh, is, uh, is dropped, the top-down vote is casted out. Mm. So players have to control uh, to uh, try to earn the majority 
in the in the Senate by placing the most votes there, because if they place three votes uh, in a row, they win some extra points. But also they have to think uh, in which which is the best timing to place a vote, yeah. because if I place it too early, someone is going to cast me out. And I'm not gonna score points at the end of the game. And the most points are on the on the bottom of the Senate. Okay, gotcha. What I think is really neat is your attention to detail, right? So you know, one thing could be just to say I'm gonna put these chips on here so that, and we're gonna do this kind of first in first out stacking mechanic. But the shape of it's like a column, right? It's like a Roman column. Yeah. Right? So yes. it's, it's, we want it to be like an obelisk, like a yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It, because it's our first game, James. We didn't want to let's say, to miss the details. Yeah. We really wanted to make a, a very cool job. And not to say, only, not only for us, uh, we have a really uh, a magnificent developer. Uh, it's uh, our, uh, our partner, uh, George, George Dimitriou. Uh, and as I told you about my, our illustrator, Evan Scale, and the, uh, the weird stuff in all these, uh, uh, these things is that uh, we were totally unaware of the board game uh, society and how board gaming works because uh, uh, we uh, we have we all have other jobs yeah. and uh, when we came together we uh, we created a so such a tight group and we worked so hard uh, trying to make uh, the best out of it yeah it's cool there's two more things I want you to talk about one is your uh, how the trading works and the other is the religion because again, Two very very cool things. So let's start off with the trading. So my understanding is is you're getting cards, which you can use as abilities. And again, I'm showing for people who are watching live. Um, or if you're if you can use a set, you can actually hold the set back and, and put that towards victory points at the end. Is that is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. You can you can collect items in in, in sets of three, yeah. and you can score them at the end of the game for points. Or you can use some unique effects, yeah. like, for example, if someone is scheming against you and you have a trade card that says, stop that scheme, or uh, maybe earn some extra denarii because you need denarii to uh, build, build uh, structures mm-hmm. or upgrade them. So you have a, a two-way road there. You can, uh, yes, you can uh, play, let's say, two or three cards together. So you can change mm-hmm. your moves, uh, <laughs> yeah, on, on the board. Oh, that's cool. And then the 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 religion part, which again, really cool, how you stack the pieces of temple together, and then if you can kind of finish the front of the temple, it's like I think a, a pantheon. Um, then mm-hmm. then that scores additional points too. Again, I'm showing that all on the page for people watching. Um, what was, what's kind of the mechanic behind this? Like, how do you, how do you build the temples? Is it kind of like the first person to kind of complete a temple scores or can everybody complete the temple or how does that work? Well, everyone can complete a temple, but there's a, there's a catch here because, um, there are, a, a specific pieces for the temple uh... the, you have to place your, your pieces first, and then you have to collect from the common pile pieces which uh, they have gold silver and bronze yes, first to build the base and then uh, the top of uh, of the pantheon mm-hmm. oh that's super cool but there's only one one gold piece so yes, and one silver piece <laughs> the person the first person who can who, who can manage to build it, it will score the uh, more points and then 
there's one silver also. And you, if you are too late to build your Pantheon, you will be left with the bronze. So, I mean, clearly you guys have got to be happy of where you've landed on this campaign so far. And, you know, anybody that understands Kickstarter knows that you have a hockey stick. We call it the back end hockey stick the last 48 hours. So you're going to see a big bump going into the, the end of the campaign as well. So you're going to be even more happy two days from now. <laughs> what what's what's next like are you guys going to keep developing games or is or is it kind of all focused on age of uh, of rome or, or what are your plans going forward uh, first of all it's a dream come true yes uh we 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 really uh didn't expect so much love from uh, people in kickstarter mm-hmm. there are some amazing people here uh, i mean the community is great we keep hearing all, all, all such good good comments and uh, we have became almost friends with a lot of people even though we haven't seen each yeah. other uh, and that's re- that's really cool that's something I, I love about and uh, as for our plans yeah of course uh, we created the totem game studios because we wanted to uh, to bring uh, something new and innovative to uh, something that we really like we want to bring f- more fun, let's say, <laughs> to, the, to the community. Yeah, and and more fun, more 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 pleasant thing to this world. Uh, as I told you, it was the COVID era. And we were thinking, let's make something to make people more happy about yeah. it. So uh, we we believe we can uh, make this again, but uh, we'll see. T- time will show. We we are focusing now on Age of Rome. We want to to make it a. Uh, as much uh, better as we can. We want to deliver it to uh, people because they believed in us. Although we are first-time creators, mm-hmm. they believed in something new and they believed that we can deliver and we want not to uh, to lie to them. We want to to, uh, came, uh, to, to fulfill their expectations. We want to be, to be in this community for many years, let's say. <laughs> And, and we believe that that's the first step. We have to to to, uh, to accomplish that uh, first, and then of course uh, we have plans for some uh, new games or maybe some expansions in Age of Rome. We'll see. Well, gentlemen, I want to congratulate you again on your success. Uh, this look, this game just looks awesome. It really does. Uh, if anybody wants to check out this uh, Kickstarter campaign. Check out the show notes. I have a direct link to the Kickstarter campaign page. You can go check it out if it's something that interests you. Uh, throw these guys some love. Uh, but at the very least, it is a it is a, a feast of the eyes, I would say, to, to look at everything these guys have put together on this game. So I want to wish you all the best in this coming year. You take care. Thank you, Thank very, you very much, much James. James. It was a pleasure being here with you. Uh, and Maybe we can uh, talk again sometime. Sounds good. Cheers. Bye-bye. This has been an episode of the Board Game Binge Podcast, hosted by James Staley, produced by James Staley and Mike Bruner, with original music by Nick Smith. If you would like to watch these interviews live, simply subscribe to our YouTube channel, Board Game Binge, and you'll get access to live interviews, giveaways, and interesting board game content from across the industry. I can't wait for you to join us. See you next time. Thank you.